Today, I'm here to announce that I will be removing all of my programming from Spotify's platform until they take action to eliminate the misinformation brought to us by Joe Rogan. Canceling and censorship are the cornerstones of our democracy. Or as the founding fathers put it, we the people are united against all ideas that threaten the power of the government slash big tech pharmaceutical industrial complex. Of course, I'm joking, but sadly, many stupid people and a few toothless hippies are not. Transgender grooming is a thing. The COVID science is out from the experts at prestigious universities across the nation, but no one is hearing about it. Why? Because narrative. This is your favorite night of the week. This is The Deep End on Tim Hatch Live. It's bizarro world, my friends. It's bizarro world. And all the news at this present time reminds me of just how right the prophets of old in the Old Testament were about the human condition, about the human heart, and about the propensity of people to make completely asinine um, arrangements for human society. We are living in the days of Isaiah in more ways than one. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, would you do me a big favor and like the video? preemptively. I know you might not even like what I say, but preemptively like it anyway. And subscribe, give the beard some love, and make sure that you hit that notification bell so that you can get notified on your smartphone every time we go live. This is uh, the deep end. We talk about news, talk about politics, politics. (laughs) We talk about all the things that are going on in the world because you know what I found is that more and more Christians are less and less informed as to what's happening around them. We must be wise to the signs of the times. In fact, that's what Jesus reprimanded his generation for. He said, you know how to interpret the weather, but you can't see the signs of the times. And of course, he was talking about the fact that he was fulfilling the Old Testament and bringing about the gospel and the age of the kingdom. But nonetheless, there's also a time we got to be looking out for, and that is the second coming of Christ. And more and more and more, I am seeing signs of those times. You know, he said that it would be like the days of Noah. He said it would be like the days of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. And those days replicated, they repeated again and again throughout the Old Testament narrative. They get to a time around a guy named Isaiah, around, oh, I want to say 600 BC? Yeah, 600 BC. And Isaiah writes in uh, chapter 5 about all the woes that were to come upon the world based on what they were doing, based on what his culture was doing, what the government was doing. And one of the things that they were doing was they were swapping good for evil, light for darkness. Here's what he says. is Isaiah 520. Woe to those who call evil good, and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. My friends, we're living in such a time. Isaiah was speaking about not just his generation, but pretty much every generation that starts to abandon the principles of truth and the principles of righteousness and embraces this self-righteous wisdom where we know better than God. And so, therefore, we start to trade evil for good and good for evil. You want a couple of examples? I'll give them to you here on Ridiculous News. Ridiculous. Okay, how about this one? The How about uh, President Biden's Build Back Better program providing, providing crack pipes to advance racial equity. <laughs> I kid you not. This is from the Washington Free Beacon. You wouldn't read about this in uh, Washington Post or the New York Times because they don't care about drug addicts. And uh, here's the deal. 
It says from the Washington Free Beacon, Biden administration to fund crack pipe distribution to advance racial equity. A $30 million program will provide smoking kits to vulnerable communities. So they're going to give them clean instrumentality in which to destroy their lives. So $30 million is a grant program. It's going to provide pipes for users to smoke crack, cocaine, crystal meth, and any illicit substance. And the good news is that these kits will provide uh, clean instrumentality, especially for the, the majority of, quote unquote, underserved communities, including African-Americans and LGBTQ plus persons, as established under President Joe Biden's executive order on advancing racial equity. Now, this is important to know that the theory behind the handout has already been discussed in Reuters. It's got a lot of holes in it. Uh, it's the idea that giving meth pipes to drug users may steer some away from needles, which are far riskier than smoking and or sharing needles. But Reuters reports, rightly, that there's very little scientific evidence to support that claim. But the People's Harm Reduction Alliance, a privately funded needle swap group run by drug users, said it has distributed more than 1,000 pipes in Seattle in a matter of weeks and could expand to other cities in Washington State and Oregon. What did, what did Isaiah say? Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. And these are just the beginning <laughs> of what's going to continue to increase as we lose our flipping minds in our, in our present generation. Imagine this, your tax paying dollars, your, your tax dollars are going to go to fund a program to make sure that underserved, I don't even know what that means, communities underserved in drug use, underserved in destroying their minds and obliterating their sensitivities. And, and, and this is in the name of racial equity. Let's have the government pay for African-Americans and LGBTQ plus people to do drugs more easily safely <laughs> methamphetamine more safely i mean okay that's their point of view i guess they're entitled to it did you vote for this guy i mean honestly other new, other news of light for darkness and darkness for light this is from the post millennial this is a fascinating article it's from a couple of weeks ago actually mother of trans child poses as teen to find out how trevor project grooms kids into transitioning okay so the Trevor Project is a nonprofit organization that's really just intended on helping LGBTQ youth to accept who they are, embrace who they are, and no longer be bullied. A couple of years ago, I was shopping at a store in a mall, and I was checking out, and they said, um, by the way, a portion of your uh, purchase today is going to go towards the Trevor Project. And I said, no, thank you. And they said, no, you're not allowed to say no, thank you. They said, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to donate to that. They said, no, it's part of the sale. I said, you know what? Keep your stuff. I'm walking out. The reason why is because these organizations pose as nonprofits intended to help people. And really what they are actually doing is grooming people. And so in this article, we find that a mother does something brilliant. She posed as a trans child to see what exactly they did. The article says, a mother who is dealing with her own child's uh, gender dysphoria poses a 15-year-old gender dysphoric biological female to access services online with the Treasure Pro Trevor Project on Sunday. She found out that every step of the way, she was guided further and further into affirmation of being trans with no stop gaps along the way where a kid could be told that maybe they weren't trans and should take a moment to think about it. The article continues, what emerged in the online chat with a representative from the Trevor, Trevor Project was advocacy for transitioning. No information about detransitioning, or embracing your 
born gender, and apparently an apparent certainty in the face of an uncertain teen who didn't know where to go to for help. The Trevor Project guided Gloria to resources on hormones, including how to get them without parental awareness, chest binding, and an introduction into a community of teen transitioners. By the way, this is why you got to be mindful of where you shop, because the Trevor Project has slipped in unawares in multiple outlets. And I'm not saying boycott them. I'm just saying be aware of where your money's going, because these are these are not um, these are not neutral organizations. They are intent, okay, on shifting the cultural narrative around gender, sexuality, even humanity, and family and family uh, into a completely confusing paradigm. By the way, this all happens uh, as governments are criminalizing counseling someone out of the LGBT lifestyle. So a mother watches through undercover uh, spying, if you will, the Trevor Project grooming her teenage gender dysphoric uh, daughter into transitioning. That's perfectly fine. But Canada passed Bill C-4 Bill C-4, which basically outlaws any activity offering counseling or advice to a person that helps them leave the LGBT identity or lifestyle. So this is backed by Justin Trudeau, Canada's prime minister. And this article states, this is from Life News, conversion therapy ban could result in parents being jailed. Canadian pro-family group advises. So what does the bill do? It criminalizes you saying to anyone in the LGBTQ community, giving any advice, giving any counsel, or encouraging them to leave or exit, or even that there might be a possible exit out of that lifestyle. Some say, and some researchers and lawmakers, lawyers, sorry, for uh, Christian defense organizations, um, actually claim that it criminalizes any speech from the pulpit, from the church, that says to the people who have unwanted same-sex attraction, they could, act, they could repent and leave the lifestyle. So here it comes, persecution toward those who would convert toward the normative lifestyle of heterosexuality, one man, one woman, marriage, and sex at birth, right? Gender and sex, the same thing. Biological sex and gender, the same thing. That's criminal, but now perfectly allowable is conversion from that lifestyle or from that mindset to the opposite. See, what I'm trying to tell you is there's only one legal way to convert people, and it's going to continue to increase and, can, and increase and increase. You can coerce an unsuspecting 13-year-old through chat into the embrace of sexual confusion and gender dysphoria with impunity, but you must never ever try to do the opposite or you will be fined or you will be jailed, or they will come and literally take your child out of your house. That is exactly what's happening right now in Canada. There are parents furious about this. There are parents losing their children to the state because they will not affirm their, gender, their child's gender dysphoria. Good stuff. <laughs> Way to go, progress. Like this, this is what the freedom lovers wanted, right? This is what the secularists aim for. Anyway, shifting gears again. Darkness for light, light for darkness. Meanwhile, in February, right? It's, 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 it's the month of two things, February, right? We are, when we should, be talking about the historic and important contributions of black Americans. We absolutely should do that. 
One of my favorite movies is about three African-American women who helped get our uh, space shuttles out to space and eventually the moon. And that movie is called Hidden Figures. And if you haven't watched that movie, please do. It stars uh, Taraji Henson, Octavia Spencer, and Janelle Monae. And I actually do love that movie. Very entertaining, powerful story. But what else do we do in February? We talk about love. Because of what? Because of St. Valentine. Of course, February 14th is coming up. <laughs> Husbands, I hope you're aware of this. Hallmark's favorite holiday is upon us. But but listen, wokeism will not let you go ahead and enjoy it. Mm -mm. You must now have a culturally appropriate Valentine's Day. This from a school in Providence, Rhode Island. They're here, the wokes, the woke scolds are here to ruin even Valentine's Day. From the National Pulse, schools, school in Providence, Rhode Island tell, tells kids to stop sending Valentines featuring white or gender normative people. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> So this is from Moses Brown Lower School in Providence, and it reads the following. As we approach the month of February, this is from the head of the school, uh, whose name is Os Osvaldo Jose Marti. As we approach the month of February, we are uh, writing to share some guidelines for the selection exchange of Valentines in lower school. He says, if your child wishes to bring cards for classmates, please, con please consider these recommendations which we make in an effort to promote kindness and inclusivity within our community. So here are the guidelines. Let's go to the screen. Uh, if your child would like to bring cards for classmates, this is entirely optional. Please bring a card for every other child in the pod or great. I can get on board with that. Don't bring just one for your special someone. Bring them for all kids. But then notice the next one. Please coach your child if purchasing commercially produced cards to select something that does not feel gender normative. <laughs> what the heck? So now a parent. A parent who has to pay the bills, who has to work, who has to pick up and drop off their kids, who has to make sure that they schedule playdates and all these other things, now has to take the added burden of making sure that my kid doesn't make the fatal crime, the fatal mistake of picking gender normative cards for Valentine's Day. Now, you're not allowed to enjoy your life anymore. You've got to always walk around with the fear, the fear of the woke schools. Am I going to do something unwoke and get canceled? This is now the new America that we have. Also, the, the head of the school con, uh, continues, consider taking, talking to your child about avoiding cars that portray white, only white human characters. Representation matters and our students of color also deserve to see themselves in some of the cars they receive unless we can find cars without people pictured on it at all. Okay, so that's great. Yeah, let's have, let's have cows on our Valentine's Day card. Let's have pigs on our Valentine's Day card because anything to not upset the gender-confused people and the non-whites. You know what I'm saying? And by the way, enough is enough because it's always lumped in. The same two groups are always lumped in. Gender confusion, LGBTQ plus A, and everybody non-white. And it's all like constantly pushed. And I know, I know that traditionally non-white people are far more socially conservative than white people. This is white people pushing this crap on everybody. Anyway, it goes on, it says Valentine's celebration uh, at lower school level should have a focus on friendship and fun. Please join us in trying to avoid the romantic crush themes that can dominate the day for older students. So parents, if you have your kids in these schools, you've got extra work required on your part. You had better toe the woke line or you will suffer the penalty. I don't know. Not be with the times considered on the wrong side of history. Not sure. 
But this is the world that we're living in, and this is what Isaiah prophesied about, again, 2,600 years ago. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. This is the religion of our day. Sexual desires are your truest identity. Sexual activity is your ultimate worship. Your genitals are the sacramental offerings in worship to the ancient god, Baal. This is where we are. This is insanity. And Christians have got to be aware of it. Because if you have your kids in public schools, you are basically allowing them to be indoctrinated further and further into this absolute confusion. That's ridiculous news. Now we're going to talk about some hypocritical news. We've got to talk about Joe Rogan. Why? Because everybody's talking about Joe Rogan. So this brings me to the regular old deep end news. Deep end news. News and views that don't make us news. So there's a battle brewing over Joe Rogan, of all people. Uh, a compilation uh, video of him using the N-word has been produced and disseminated all over the web in order to push Spotify to remove him from their platform. All this after he just got done apologizing for upsetting Spotify and their subscribers because he has, quote-unquote, disseminated inf- misinformation <laughs> regarding COVID-19. This led to artists Neil Young and others far less known than Neil Young, removing their music from the platform until they removed Joe Rogan. So, you know, Neil Young and uh, I forget the other girl from Canada. I don't even care. These former hippies, I call them toothless hippies. Not that they don't have teeth, but it just proves that they never did have teeth. These, These hippies who used to rock out about sticking it to the man. And not going with the flow and, you know, rebelling against the machine. Now they're fighting for the machine. Now they're working for the man. Now they're in lockstep with the flow. This is what I always knew about these rock and rollers. They were spineless and toothless. And when it started to cost them money, do a little bit of research, by the way, of who actually owns Neil Young's catalog now, because he doesn't. And if you do a little further, further, further research, go down the rabbit hole, you'll find a little place called BlackRock. But that's for another example. That's for another episode. But anyway, spreading COVID disinformation. That's that's what they want to fight regarding Joe Rogan. So Spotify, this news article says, was overwhelmed with requests to cancel following Joe Rogan's saga. Another article writes, here's a list of artists who are boycotting Spotify because of Joe Rogan. Mind you, none of the well-known moneymakers are boycotting Spotify. It's all the people who have no control over their music and who nobody knows of their music. That's, that's who's taking their, their music off of the Spotify platform. Unknowns, people like me, okay? And so anyway, here's, here's what he does. Here's what Rogan does that upsets the narrative people. He brings on people, experts, like Robert Malone and Philip McCullough, Peter McCullough, sorry, who question the lockdowns, who question the efficacy of the vaccines, who question a lot of the decisions that are coming down from the big tech, big government, pharmaceutical industrial complex. Yeah, people like Robert Malone. Robert Malone is a is a, a a doctor and an inventor of the mRNA vaccination technologies. He used to work for the NIH himself, but now he's kind of bucked the trend, questioned the narrative. Peter McCullough, by the way, a born again Christian and cardiologist and researcher, also the most published phil- physician in history in the field of kidney disease related to heart disease, uh, a lethal lethal consequence of some COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. McCullough has treated over 2,000 COVID patients with his therapies. 
He was an advocate for the early treatment with hydrochloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, sorry, hydroxychloroquine. And he claims that early treatments could have averted some 80% of the deaths attributed to COVID-19. So, you know, idiots, idiots who bucked the narrative and were considered experts until they started to question the narrative. Joe Rogan has them on. He does these three-hour interviews with people. I've never watched a full Joe Rogan episode. I'm not even really a big fan of Joe Rogan until he started to have other guests on who were questioning what was happening from the governmental level regarding the vaccination program of our citizens. Anyway, the good news is that Spotify knows who pays the bills. So the uh, CEO came on and said, canceling voices is a slippery slope. And uh, he has stated so far, anyway, that they will not be removing Joe Rogan from the platform. Here's why we're here. Okay, here's why we're here. I want, I want to lead you on for a minute into an important comparison. We are at this point where Joe Rogan is being called, uh, I'm sorry, Spotify is being called on to cancel, to silence the speech of an American citizen who makes an American company a lot of money simply because he has different opinions on his show. And we are here not because Joe Rogan has a foul mouth and says piggy things, even though he does. And we are not here because Joe Rogan is a bad person or Joe Rogan has said the N-word or the F-A-G word derogatorily. No, no, no. We are here because Joe Rogan is a threat to the gospel of vaccination. He's a threat to the bottom line of Pfizer and Moderna. He's a threat to the big government, big tech conglomeration that congealed under President Trump and is now revealed under President Joe Biden. We are here because the mob comes to expose all the racist and sexist things Joe Rogan has said because he doesn't go with the narrative. Suddenly, suddenly what this shock jock says is deemed unacceptable. Of course, they're absolutely silent, okay, of another shock jock who they really like, named Howard Stern. Howard Stern gets a free pass. Do you know why Howard Stern gets a free pass? Even though he's got a hideous record of insane and offensive comments and activities. For instance, in 2002, he impersonated Joe, uh, Pope John Paul II as promoting and engaging in pedophilia and child pornography. Or how about this? The day before popular Latin singer Selena's funeral, he played gunshots over her music and mocked her fans with a fake Hispanic accent. He also said, quote, Spanish people have the worst taste in music. This music does absolutely nothing for me. Alvin and the Chipmunks have more soul. He said after the shooting, the horrible, horrific shooting in Columbine in Colorado in 1998, he said, quote, there are some really good looking girls running with their hands over their heads. He said, did those kids try to have sex with any of those good looking girls? They didn't even do that. At least if you're going to kill yourself and the kids, why wouldn't you have some sex? If I was going to kill someone, I'd take them out with sex. He said in 2010 about Oscar nominee Gabri Sibidi. He said, quote, there's the most enormous fat black chick I've ever seen. She is enormous. Stern spat about the Oscar nominee in 2010. Everyone's pretending she's part of show business and she's never going to be in another movie. She should have gotten the best actress award because she's never going to have another shot. What movie is she going to be in? End of quote. Now, to the cultural movers and shapers, shakers and the big tech big government pharmaceutical industrial complex this is fine 
We're not going to hold Howard Stern accountable to what he has said that has been derogatory toward black people, toward obese people, toward Catholics, toward Hispanics. No, 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 because he gets a free pass. Do you know why? Because Howard Stern has towed the line in regards to the vaccination and the mandates. He said to the unvaccinated, if he were in charge, he'd tell them to go home and die. He also told them to go F themselves. At one time, he said, F them free, F their freedom. I want my freedom to live. That's perfectly fine. But Joe Rogan has crossed a line you cannot cross. Do you see the absolute blatant hypocrisy here? I mean, this is where we are in the religion of vaccination. That's what religion creates. Religion creates the good people and the bad people. The good people get a pass even when they're bad. Because as long as you maintain the narrative, you're in. Welcome to the club. And oh, you say, well, Howard Stern is not on Spotify. Okay, but Bill Cosby still is. Bill Cosby, who's a confirmed and convicted sexual predator who used drugs in his powerful position in society to take advantage of unsuspecting co-stars while his hit sitcom was still running and has now been released from jail. I'm sure someone's making money off Bill Cosby from Spotify. Also still on Spotify is the show The Young Turks, a far-left political show, which there is also a nice little conglomeration of them using the N-word and the F-A-G word several times. But no need to remove them. Do you know why? Because COVID vaccines. Because that's where this comes down on. You've got to take the jab or you are a threat to society. And who has determined this? The cultural elites. The people with the degrees who maintain the narrative and make sure to insulate themselves from any opposing views and to also ostracize anyone who dares question the gospel of Dr. Fauci. Ladies and gentlemen, wake up to it because it's getting worse and worse. At the same time, more and more exposure is happening with all of this nonsense. And I'm glad about that. And that's what this show exists to do. And so uh, with that in mind, we've got to get to uh, a little bit of, let's do today, deep end commentary on the theater of masking. When you don't know what to do, Okay, today's deep end commentary. I might regret this one because I'm going to share some personal stuff. I hope you, uh, you know what? Be honest in the comments and let me know what you think. <laughs> and if you haven't liked the video and subscribed and uh, click that notification bell, do so right now. Um, I, I want to get personal about something that just happened to me and talk about the absolute theater of masking. Let's just be honest. Masking is just theater. I, I, I know, I know that technically masks are not theater. But they are. Let's just be absolutely honest. Um, so I went to Chipotle uh, yesterday, actually, yes. And I went to, uh, to one in Rhode Island, and I didn't know, I wasn't aware that uh, this Chipotle required masks. So I walk in, maskless, and immediately get yelled at, like from behind the counter, you're going to put a mask on. So, all right, fine. I walk out. You know, I, like, I, I used to like Chipotle. So I went out and got a mask, came back in. There I am, mask over the nose, over the mouth, because you know what? If that's the rule, and I have respect for every organization that wants to run by their rules, you have that right. So if that's your rule and that's how I can get my burrito, I'm going to do it. 
Okay, I don't like it, but I'm going to do it because I like your burrito more than I hate wearing the mask. I walk in, mask over my nose, over my mouth. Then I observed and I saw several employees were unmasked from the nose, from the, yeah, below the nose down. No, sorry, they were only masked from below the nose down. So their noses were sticking out over their mask. And I'm sitting there for five minutes. And you know what I decided to do? I decided to say something. And I think, you know, that, that, that airport lingo, if you see something, say something. I think it's time. <laughs> I think it's time that we who have some rationality to our minds start to say something. If you see something, say something. So I said something. And I went up to the counter and I said, you know, not for nothing, but I've got my mask on. And several of your employees have their masks below their nose. And most of them are working with food. And immediately they're like, oh, I'm not a manager. Call the manager. You got to talk to the manager. I said, all right, fine. Can I talk to your manager? So the manager was one of the persons making the food. And I said, oh, she, she came over. And I said, and I started to just say something, but she'd already heard me say it. And she just went like this. This is a Chipotle manager. Oh, I don't want to deal with this right now. That's what her response was. All these young people, I feel bad because they're making very low wages and they're, you know, probably worked very hard. But, um, it started to get heated because I was just kind of mad. Here I am being forced to run out and get a mask, wear a mask properly, and you're not even living up to your own rules. Do you know why? Because this is a theater. This is a theater, regardless of what Dr. Fauci says. So eventually it was starting to get a little bit heated. And that's what I, that's when I did what everybody, every one of us needs to start doing. <laughs> Whip out your weapon. This is your weapon right here. I took my phone and I just held it like this and I put it in video mode and I started to record. Because I just, it, just in case, because you got to think about this. This is where we are now. If you, if you get into these uh, conflicts, it could go poorly and, and somebody else might record you. Well, you got to have your own defense witness. <laughs> Heaven forbid something horrible happen. So anyway, here's what happened. Here's the video. I hope I don't regret sharing this with you. You want to cancel my order? I mean, we're not going to make it for you if you're yelling at us. I'm not yelling. What I'm saying is very clearly... You tell me to get a mask, I get a mask. I come back in. Two of your employees today had their mask below their nose. Two. Okay? And she still does. And she's working with food. I, I wear my mask. I don't have a mask. That's wonderful. You ask me to get a mask, immediately. Yeah, I go get a mask. You on the side over there and we'll bring it to you. I, you asked me to get a mask, though. I got a mask. Can you wait outside when and we'll two of your employees had no please, mask. Please wait outside, sir. We'll bring it to yeah, so anyway, then they kick me outside, but I don't go outside. I'm like, no, 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 there's no law about me getting my food outside. And by the way, it was like 30 degrees out and snowy and gross. So I'm not going to go outside and wait for my burrito. Uh, anyway, just filmed a little bit more just for evidence. Still people with their masks below their nose. Working with food. No, man, this is not theater. It's theater. It's theater. It's just insanity at this point, and it needs to be exposed, and we need to start saying something if we see something. Meanwhile, the science is out, and even uh, health expert Leanna Wynn from CNN finally admits what normal people already know, that masking is not necessary. We should no longer worry about masking the kids. But interestingly enough, they're still getting masked. These poor kids are going to school with masks on. And this picture was taken last week of... Um, former gubernatorial candidate in Georgia, Stacey Abrams, who sat, who visited a school, public school, then sat for a picture after visiting the school with a, several children all surrounding her. And this picture cropped up and flew all over the internet for obvious reasons. Rules for me, rules for thee and not for me. 
This is what you get in a religion. In a religion, again, you make exceptions for your high priests. In the religion of vaccination and COVID narrative, as long as you have the right political alignment, you are exempt from your own rules. Or take former President Barack Obama, who is building his second seaside mansion, this time in Hawaii. He has one in Martha's Vineyard right on the shore, and now he's building another one in Hawaii. And he was meeting with contractors the other day, and some people snapped some pictures, and guess what? He was the only one outside not wearing a mask. All the contractors, all the workers surrounding him, and he's the one, and, and, and building him a, a, I'm sure, a palatial house on the shores of Hawaii, while he's also one of the loudest advocates for changing your lifestyle, using less gas in order to combat climate change so that he can keep his houses close to the shore. Now, I don't have a problem with Barack Obama building mansions. He's worked somewhat hard, I believe, and he's made a lot of money. Good for him. I have a problem with the double standard. I have a problem with the hypocrisy. Wherever you have religion, by the way, you have some measure of hypocrisy. So we, so we should not be surprised. But this is our present clown world. This is, this is clown world 101. Yeah. This all brings me to my new favorite segment on the deep end. It's called This Week in COVID Crazy. If you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense. Common sense. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. Also, the science has changed. People should not be walking around with masks. Yes. <laughs> Everyone wore a mask. You could cut expected deaths in half. I represent science. <laughs> this week in COVID crazy. Okay, so there's been a lot of scientific studies that have been released that has exposed the efficacy or the lack of efficacy of all the things we did to mitigate the effects of COVID-19, lockdowns, masking, um, uh, vaccines, everything is starting to be exposed, but you're not hearing about it, right? This is from Johns Hopkins University. Uh, studies in applied economics, a literature review and meta-analysis of the effects of lockdowns and COVID-19 mor mortality. And what they found out was the lockdowns did more harm than good. So it cites the following lockdowns during the first COVID wave in the spring of 2020 only reduced COVID mortality by 0.2% in the U.S. and Europe. The researchers concluded that limiting gatherings may have actually increased, increased COVID-19 mortality. From May 2020 to April 2021, the U.S. recorded 100,000 drug overdose deaths, a 28.5% increase from the 78,000 deaths that were recorded in the previous 12-month period, according to CDC data. A study from the National Commission on COVID-19 and Criminal Justice last year found that domestic violence in incidents increased 8% in the U.S. after lockdown orders were issued. About 97% of teachers said that their students have experienced learning loss during the coronavirus pandemic, according to... Horace Mann survey last year. I think I've talked about that actually on the show before, uh, but that is not all. Johns Hopkins also found, uh, forgive me for the punctuation mistake there, also found that antibodies were present in 99.3% of unvaccinated people who had COVID, which prevented against Omicron and severe illness with 50% effect efficacy, which is often better than the vaccines. And then this stunning quote, overall natural immunity 
has been shown now in several studies to be stronger than vaccinated immunity by three times to five times a difference. And our study found that antibodies were present for nearly two years after infection. That is from Dr. Marty Makari of Johns Hopkins. And, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, they also found out that at least at least 40% of pediatric COVID hospitalizations are overcounted. Many of the officially counted COVID deaths among children are incidental and completely unrelated to the disease. The CDC also noted that as of July, uh, sorry, January 12th, 710 children under the age of 18 died from COVID in the United, in the United States. 605 out of a total of 74.2 million American youths. Comparatively, 1,105 pediatric deaths involving pneumonia have been recorded in that same time period, yet this prompted very little public panic. This summer, a National Health Service study concluded that children under the age of 18 who contracted COVID-19 had a 99.995% chance of surviving. Yeah. And it goes on. This is from the Harvard-led study of 68 countries and over 2,000 U.S. counties found no correlation between COVID cases and vaccination rates. There appears to be, this is a quote, there appears to be no discernible relationship between percentage of population fully vaccinated and new COVID-19 cases. Counties with higher percentage of population fully vaccinated have higher COVID-19 cases per 1 million people. And on and on and on, the research has found, the scientific research from Harvard and Johns Hopkins University and, and the CDC has shown that everything that we've done has done very little to mitigate this crisis. I bring you to Israel. Israel is the only four times vaxxed country in the world right now, as of right now anyway. Pfizer is trying to dump their fourth vaccination on all of us right in America. But, you know, Israel is right on board and they just recorded their highest seven-day average for new cases. Four shots, four jabs, highest seven-day average for new cases in January 2022. What about deaths and hospitalizations? Aren't, isn't the vaccine supposed to stop at least that? Nope. The following picture has the new cases right next to hospitalization and patients in ICU and new deaths per 1 million. And at the end of each of those charts, you see the rates are dramatically increasing in the only country with four shots in the arms of over, I think, 60% of its population. What happened, ladies and gentlemen, to the vaccine working to prevent hospitalization and death? The CDC also reports that close to 80% of people hospitalized for COVID were overweight or obese. Okay, I got to just stop doing it because I'm going to just use it all day. British uh, Journal of Sports Medicine reports that compared to active people, those who exercised 150 minutes or more every week, Patients with COVID-19 who were consistently inactive were 226 times or percent more likely to be hospitalized, 173% more likely to be administered, admitted to intensive care, and 149% more likely to die. So this is, you know, what we did was we shut down the gyms, we closed restaurants, we told everybody to shelter in place, and everybody just sat, watched Netflix, and ordered from Amazon for several months. Some people are still doing that today. And no one cares to talk about the scientific research from respected scientific studies. What you're going to see right now below this below this video, I'm sure it's there already, a COVID little, little disclaimer of COVID information right now. Isn't it there? It's probably there already. By the way, since it's there, why don't you like the video, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. But you're not hearing about any of this stuff from the news media. 
right? They, you don't hear this from anyone except people like me who are willing to share it with you. And there's a few other people who would do it. But CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, Washington Post, they've completely avoided these studies, these findings from reputable universities and scientists and researchers on the ineffectiveness of lockdowns and COVID mitigation strategies. Why? That's got to be your question. Why don't they want you to realize that lockdowns didn't work? We all hated them. Why don't they want you to understand that masks don't work, which we also all hate? Why don't they insist? Why do they insist on not telling you the truth? Because it's a religion. It's rules for thee and not for me. Just shut up and put your mask on. That's exactly what's it, what it's all about. And wherever you have religion, you have hypocrites. You have a ruling class that is that is that is exempt from actually living out the faith. And no one is willing to stand up and say something. Well, I am. And I am because Jesus was. When Jesus saw hypocrisy in Judaism, he called them out on it. It's what got him crucified. Maybe that's why a lot of people don't want to stand up. Maybe that's why a lot of people want to avoid the cancellation mob at all costs and will even, will, will even abdicate their values and their beliefs over because, because it's better to just at least live than to get crucified by those you're supposed to live with. That's not the heritage of the Christian church. The Christian church should fight for truth in every arena of human existence. Why do I, as a pastor, talk about this stuff on this show? Because I'm a Christian and Christians love truth and we are committed to sharing it when we see it. If this stuff worked, if lockdowns worked, if masks were, were uh, helpful, I'd be the first person to stand up and fight for these things. But we know they don't. Now it's all being exposed. And we need to tell people the truth. And unfortunately, in our country, in our culture, I believe, and I really do believe this, biblical expositors, people who take the scriptures literally and who follow Jesus, are the last bastion of truth-telling in our country. Does Jesus have a dog in this fight? Yeah, I think he does. In entertainment news, and I leave you with this. In entertainment news, the Daily Mail reports that comedian Heather McDonald apologized to her fans from her hospital bed after collapsing on stage and fracturing her skull during a stand-up routine. The 51-year-old comedian passed out after delivering just her second joke on stage at the Temple Improv in Arizona, Tempe, sorry, the Tempe Improv in Arizona on Saturday night and was taken to hospital. She took to Instagram to apologize to her fans and said, oh my God, I'm so, 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 so sorry. I got up, I did one joke and I felt so dizzy. You can see my eye, blah, 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 blah. Ms. McDonald added that she has never, ever fainted in her life. Now, the interesting thing is what happened? What happened was this. McDonald's second joke of the show, which she headlined, poked fun at unvaccinated people and made light of the ongoing pandemic. Here was the joke. Are you ready? Quote, I'm vaxxed, double vaxxed, boosted, and flu shot and, single, and shingle shot and haven't gotten COVID and Jesus loves me the most, end quote, she stated. Following the line's delivery, Heather collapsed to the floor and hit her head, remaining conscious after the initial impact. Audience members felt that the action was part of her act, although it soon became clear that an actual medical emergency had occurred. No comment necessary. And we don't rejoice in Heather McDonald's misfortune. In fact, we pray for her because Jesus said in Matthew 5, 44, 
But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. It's not that we hate people. It's that we love truth. And sometimes when you love truth, you end up offending a lot of people. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. And I hope you've enjoyed it. Again, thumbs up if you have. Now, join me tomorrow night for the deep dive as we go through Romans chapter 8. We've hit a huge turning point in that book, and we will be discussing that tomorrow night. No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm so glad that you're here. If you would support the channel, uh, cash app Tim Hatch Live or timhatchlive.com slash support. I appreciate your support. The deep end is brought to you by timhatchlive.com. Timhatchlive.com is where you can get some swag and buy my book, Move, and make sure that you're also subscribed to all the social media channels as we're constantly posting new content on a regular basis. If you do me a favor and leave a review on the podcast app, I'd be much appreciated. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk about this. Remember, religion happens wherever you find hypocrites and be weary of those hypocrites. They're blind guides and they'll lead you astray. Put your eyes on Jesus Christ. He'll never let you down and he'll lead you home to heaven. God bless you. Take care.